0: welcome to the warner brothers podcast i'm kyle joined by my brother keenan joined by timmy g aka tim gray what's up fellas
1: not much i was decent weekend for me uh fan duel and fantasy didn't go great sports betting went wise Went actually a little bit okay for me so i'm actually having an okay uh fantasy sporting betting weekend but otherwise it was a really good weekend timmy how about yourself
2: pretty good uh i got really lucky in fantasy this week it was it was good to see keeping my season alive so that was it was really good
1: yeah yeah, my my season ended on i was already on the brink of i was already at a three percent chance coming into this week and my season ended (laughs) and my yeah no my say my season i'm gonna have the first losing season in our league ever and this has been the 10th year of our league so i mean it's is what that is but what a rain no i'm like because i've done it right kyle you've obviously just joined it i have a ranking of our best teams of all time like the greatest teams of all time and i'm one because no one's it would have to do a I did. lot for me right now to for me not to be one still even after this year. i did see your
0: google doc before the season of the of the lifetime ranking so i did i did see that yeah. i didn't realize you were that dominant so i mean i don't remember that's crazy i've been that's that's quite a bit of i mean that's obviously it takes some skill to draft but that's a lot of luck too for 10 years to not really sustain major injuries or make the right trade here and there
1: i it's because here's what happened like early on in our league it was it started off being like i drafted just better than other people and basically like say like the top of our league was here the bottom of our league was here the bottom of our league is absolutely caught up like joey wade shout out to joey wade he has made Immense, immense difference between his first ever football mind to his football mind now. But really what got me was I just managed to trade rape a bunch of people like I was me and Austin have been king of trades. Like, I, one year, I had Tom Brady and Peyton Manning I drafted, him before the season, this is 2015, the year that Peyton had threw nine touchdowns and 17 picks. We didn't know that going in, obviously, but I traded that Peyton Manning for Antonio Brown on the Steelers that year, which was wow. – so, like, things like that.
0: That's enough to swing a season. But
1: it's still, things like that just made it so I didn't lose in the regular season, but in the playoffs, David Johnson – is my most hated player of all time in fantasy because of he's ruined four seasons for me. And I legitimately mean four seasons. Didn't Todd while. Gurley
2: run all over you one year two, one or two years. Yep.
1: So, yeah. uh, so Todd Gurley. So here's what I, I'm going to run through this real quick and then we'll get into what we're doing. Um, one year, David Montgomery, not David Montgomery. David Johnson, Monday night football, Jared's down 37 points. This is we. This is year two. He gets a 41 point piece night. In the playoffs, I lose. I then checked in the group chat. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to be done with fantasy football in this league. I was very upset.
0: Uh, 41 points. Yeah, no, he,
1: he had himself one of the greatest Monday night games in fantasy football history because it killed me. He literally was down by... He had one player left. I was like, I'm going to it. I would have won it all that year. Um, The next year, we did a keepers league. This is like a weird point in our league. We did like a weird keepers and then we didn't. So then... Todd Gurley was it was the year Todd Gurley went off uh Camden had David Johnson Austin had Todd Gurley because we were doing keepers Austin ended up trading David Johnson to to um Camden for Todd Gurley so Camden then ended up or the other way around sorry so Camden uh, basically Camden ended up with Todd Gurley ran through the entire league and then won beat me in that process also, then Curtis Bowen also ended up trading. This is when I worked at Turning Points. You know how at Turning Points they banned ESPN, so we couldn't go on it. Do you remember that point like fantasy football? Because
0: vaguely sounds familiar. Okay, it's so
1: because Flanders had something like whatever it is. They basically said you cannot go on ESPN. Curtis Bowen offered <laughs> me a trade for David Johnson. I was going to receive David Johnson. I had the trade lined up perfectly. It was going to set my team over the top. This was at about 1230. I'm at work, so I can't accept it until three. I saw, told him to send it. Austin comes swooping in and puts up a better offer that I just can't do. <laughs> and because I'm at work, I, I can't it. accept it. And then he was like, man, Austin sent me a trade. I can't refuse. I was like, you know what? That's a better trade than I have. I can't do anything about it. Austin beat me in the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> like, I can't make this stuff up. David Johnson, but but the year I won, it was when David Johnson was on the Texans, Joe Dezazo had him and I actually David Johnson was having a very good game but I beat David Johnson so I slayed my own dragon to win my first ever championship. I'm basically Peyton Manning, the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. In the playoffs, it's been shaky, but we still got one. Sorry to go on that little fantasy soliloquy, but we can move. I feel on.
0: like there was one more though. Didn't you say he swung four? I did
1: seasons? say four. There is one more. I'm not going to get I Oh no! Okay, so David Johnson was three, and then the other one was Derrick Henry. The game he ran for 99 yards, like I had a 99 yard run that game. Mm-hmm. I played Justin in the playoffs, and it just felt like David Johnson because it was one player, one running back killed my entire season. I could be, I could go through every year. I should be like a six time champ, but that's <laughs> I'm a one time champion. I've been to the big game twice, but I'm a five time uh, best owner. So.
0: That's, hey that's, that's why fantasy's fantasy is <laughs> literally a crap it shoot. really is um i will say i mean speaking of joey wade i'm down i believe 10 points to him right now and it's gonna come down to tonight's game for us i got aj brown going i'm winning in both of my other leagues right now one of them i'm dead last but i still got a outside chance i really like my squad actually i don't even know how i'm last um kind of like joe de zazo in our league i don't see how he's last i really like joe de zazo's team honestly more than my own team and he's he's somehow got the worst record and then the league that I feel the best about my team right now is slightly on the outside looking in I'm at seventh need to get in that sixth spot but I'm winning too and I got Jalen Hurts going tonight so we'll see a lot of time left to make noise in all three leagues for me so I feel okay about that Uh, Keenan you're not doing good in our Yahoo basketball league either I mean we got to get to these week 11 games but that was my thought too. I'm like, damn, he's having a rough fantasy at, football I'm season having... in his main league. Mm-hmm. Yahoo, it's not going well. You had a bad year last year for Yahoo basketball uh, too. Is... You're doing okay. You're doing okay <laughs> in the ESPN league though, from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I'm
1: doing f- I'm 2 and 2 in the ESPN league with um actually I'm Dustin just beat me, so I think I'm 1 and 3 in that, which is not a great start obviously, but my team's much better off. In my work league for fantasy basketball, I'm 2 and 2. In my work league for football, I'm 7 and 3, the second best team and I've been missing Justin Jefferson for the last like six weeks we've been plugging and playing at wide receiver every week like last week we picked up Noah Brown and Trent Irwin worked out well this week we picked up two2 at well and Quinton Johnson didn't work out great but I'm still looking like I'm gonna get a W so like here's the like we're okay my fantasy wise this year that was that fantasy wise hasn't been great but we're gonna go on to our we're gonna go on to week 11 because I might talk about it even more. All right, so (laughs) (laughs) biggest takeaways of week 11. This could even be just week 11, or you could even kind of make it a broader aspect to whatever. But biggest takeaways after this weekend of football, Timmy, we are going to start with you.
2: Uh, My biggest takeaway, or at least one of them, um, with Joe Burrow going out, Deshaun Watson going out, The Ravens are in the driver's seat of the AFC North. I don't think they really have to worry. I know last time when I was on, you guys were talking about how this was like a 10 out of 10 must-win game, kind of for both teams. Now Mm -hmm. with Burrow out, they don't got to really worry about the Bengals being a playoff team. The Steelers are still the Steelers, and now the Browns only have a defense keeping them in. So My biggest takeaway is that in the AFC North, they're going to run away with it. And I think in the AFC, they they have a pretty good shot at making the one seed just because of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ganga.
0: To respond to that, the AFC North's definitely weird. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway from it or one thing that stands out to me is that Kenny Pickett, with Deshaun going down, with Joe Burrow going down, you could still make the argument he's the worst quarterback in the AFC North. I mean, he had an atrocious game yesterday. He actually, this is a true stat, he only threw, I believe it was seven or eight balls that went beyond the sticks. Not a single one was completed. Uh, I mean, I knew yesterday was going to be ugly, but I really thought push come to shove that the Steelers could at least move the ball a little bit. Uh, I know, you know, Cleveland's a tough place to play, especially with that defense, but I thought they could at least get to 15 points. Couldn't. Uh, that was an extremely ugly game. DTR looked okay. He did enough to win it. Uh, I
1: Made mean, plays with his legs. And then this
0: guy, what's the Bengals backup name? Um, Jake Browning.
1: Jake Browning. There Jake go. Browning. He didn't. It's kind of funny
0: because uh, he didn't look bad. He's gonna have. He's. I mean, he spent. He must have got the majority of the snaps in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, they got a ton of talent around him. They're gonna be able to at least compete. They're gonna have a little bit of a shot at the wild card. Uh, obviously, that takes a hit. But I mean, it's all kinds of jumbled in the AFC. Anybody could get anybody could win it and anybody could get that that last wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, I'd give the edge to the bills, especially after yesterday. But uh, the Steelers are interesting and the Steelers got an easy schedule. So they'll still probably make the playoffs and somehow maybe even get to 10 wins, which is insane to me. But uh, Browning back to him. Yeah, I think they'll have a a very outside chance. When I say outside chance, I mean like 15% chance, but they're going to compete. They have talent. Um, I think it's funny. He's number six, and his stance kind of looks like Burrow. So after Burrow went out, it still kind of looked like Joey (laughs) B was in the game, but it's literally the opposite. It's Jake B. But I don't know. I mean, you could definitely make the case that he's at least more competent than Kenny Pickett. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how bad he is, honestly.
1: Kenny Pickett definitely... We're talking about like Mac Jones and we've talked about Zach Wilson, who's now third on the depth chart. Like we've talked about these guys, like Kenny Pickett is not good at all. Like he got drafted because he was a pit. He was a Pittsburgh kid. They needed a quarterback. It made sense at the time, but this team, they need to move on from him. Everyone knows that. Like I, hopefully they do move on from him because like, they try to, they won't win anything go Brent putting him out there at your quarterback like you can't do any like they're winning in spite of him right now like imagine if they had imagine if they would have like had Josh Dobbs per se like just see how Josh Dobbs has been playing this year
0: or they did that
1: I I know that's what they did but like either Josh Dobbs or could you imagine like Kirk Cousins per se on that roster with the, I mean obviously he, in Minnesota he's like the Minnesota Vikings how they're playing right now Brian Flores is such a good job defensively that was something I took away from watching that Sunday night game but
0: try to tell y'all 6 weeks ago
1: I know we listen <laughs> we I don't think Timmy and I ever said they were a bad team we just said that I didn't think Kirk Cousins was going to be the guy to lead them to a Super Bowl we didn't tell, we just said that we we're 1 and 4 You
0: said well you said you, they should blow it up I said they're going to make a run I said
1: they should I know you're right you are correct in that saying that I didn't think they were going to make this run. I was dead wrong in that. I don't think they're still winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. I thought their blowing up should be getting rid of Kirk Cousins. That should be their blow. I didn't have any other trades that they should do. Keep Jefferson, TJ Hawkins, and Jordan Addison. All that's got to say, but I think they needed a a different quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That was my opinion. I still agree with that opinion. I don't.
0: But I mean, I never know. I mean, now now you could say that, especially with the Achilles, but man, the league is as wide open as it's ever oh, been. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we say it every year, but I mean Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, I would like them a lot right now. Especially the way the defense is playing, especially the way I mean the Niners look great, don't get me wrong, but every single team in this league has not just holes, but like glaring holes. Mm. I mean, really maybe outside of the Niners, but I mean we saw what Purdy can do when he loses even one of his weapons. Mm. Uh so yeah, I mean the co- I mean cousins in big games. Don't get me wrong; we know his record there, but he was on to something this year. It seemed like it seemed like. I mean, you just never know in this league. We've seen Joe Flacco get a Super Bowl ring. We've seen Eli get a, get two, and then you know the rest of his years are mediocre. So nope. it's just that's kind of where I was going with it.
1: Absolutely, and actually, since we're talking about it, that is that was one of my takeaways from this weekend. So I'll we'll kind of just branch in into mine was the Super Bowl is as wide open as I've ever seen it at this moment in time. Like, typically, every year, a lot of years it's open, but typically there are, like, some true, true favorites. Like, in the AFC right now, I don't feel like there's a true favorite. I feel like there's just favorites. Like, I feel like KC, you would probably, you would edge some of KC just because of their pedigree, and you have Mahomes and Reed. Obviously, Baltimore looks like the most complete team right now because offensively and defensively how they're playing, even though Casey's been playing very good defensively too. Um, Miami, the thing about Miami is they haven't beaten a good team, but at the same time, that offense is so explosive at times, even though the Raiders held them this week. That offense is so explosive where you're like, okay, they've got at least a puncher's chance because at any point they can – they can get things going, but obviously if they have to go through to KC or two Baltimore, it's going to be different. Jacksonville's interesting. Trevor looked really good on, uh, against the Titans, albeit it was the Titans. But again, that was a game when Kyle and I were talking on Thursday, it needs to be front to back, no questions asked about it. And I'm giving him credit for making that. So it was front to back. There was no questions asked. That was the Jacksonville win. Then obviously Buffalo, I don't I don't I don't think they're making the playoffs still personally. I had them missing before, I still have them missing. But if they get in, obviously at any point they could have the best quarterback on the field, regardless if it's Mahomes or whomever. Like for a game, he can be the best quarterback on the field. Cleveland's defense is interesting. Pittsburgh's defense is interesting. And they have the coaching and then I don't like Houston's not gonna make noise in the playoffs like deep playoff front, but they can mean they can make the playoffs and at that point they're not going to be an easy out. So there's just so much in the AFC. The NFC, for me, it's Detroit, not order, no order. Philly, Detroit, Dallas, and San Fran. And then Minnesota and Seattle are on like those sleeper teams that can maybe win a playoff game. But there's just so much in the league right now, especially the AFC that's just wide open. You could tell me eight different, nine different options of combinations of Super Bowls, and I'd be like, okay, I'm listening.
0: Just to respond to that, I'm glad you brought up the NFC picture uh, in the Lions in particular, I would actually have the Lions fourth behind the top three, the two NFC East teams in behind the Niners. Uh, good win from them yesterday. First of all, great win, really. I mean, what they scored like 16 points in about four minutes, whatever it was. Yep. But man, I think Dallas, Philly and the Niners, like if you if you're playing that type of game, like you can just kind of get whatever you want against their defense, it seems. Uh, if you can get that from them, obviously they have talent and they can make plays. Yep. But if you can move the ball that consistently and you got Goff having that ugly of a game, he turned into 2020 Jared mm-hmm. Goff in the beginning yeah. there, fourth quarter, five minutes, he came alive, which is great. Like you need that from a QB. If you can get that out of a QB, great. But, you know, the Bears are very different from the Cowboys, are very different from the Niners, are very different from the Eagles. That's not going to happen. If you're down two or three scores to those teams, good night. Um, But, again, if they can get a home game, that changes things a little bit. But I'd still favor Dallas over them. That'd be the team that's on the bubble to me. And Eagles and Niners outright, I just think, are better than the Lions. I'll I'll remain consistent in that.
1: I wouldn't favor Dallas. I still wouldn't favor Dallas over them.
0: They can play defense. That's the thing. They
1: can. And the Lions, as the last few weeks, their defense has been off. But they were playing defense early to start the season here. So we'll see how it comes around. And – they do the one thing that Detroit does have, and we saw it on, even in the Bears game. They do have a game record, Aiden Hutchinson can record game as we saw in that last play. Like, we need we need a play. We need to get home. He can get home. Like he's one of those guys who can get home. So that's a good thing about he them. He can.
0: You're not wrong about any of that, but I just think when it comes to those QBs, if Goff's having a day like that, I don't know. Expect that day. I expect that day a little more out of Goff than Dak. I think they're in the same tier. I Actually, like Goff probably as a QB in general, a little more than Dak. But man, if he's having that ugly of a day, which he I mean, he's proven he can have that. Yeah, I don't know. That could get ugly against Dallas, Philly or the Niners, especially the way the Niners defense is playing now after the trade. Timmy, your
2: thoughts? I think if if you're going to bet on a quarterback to have like a three turnover performance, I would 100 percent pick Dak over Goff. Um He's definitely had that in big moments, too. 49ers he's got in his DNA uh, has he been better this year yeah he doesn't turn the ball over as much so far uh, but to be fair their schedule has been pretty cupcake they've played the Giants twice the Jets the Panthers like those four games I'm not expecting him to throw picks in those games uh, mm-hmm. I totally agree with what Keenan said and I totally I agree with a lot of what Kyle said the Lions are no longer like in my one or two category, but I would still favor them over Dallas
1: right now. Yeah, I would, I would put to the, that's 49. a game we're going to
0: see late too. Mm-hmm. I think they play week 16 or 17. So yes. not sure whether that's in Detroit or whether that's in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, either way, let's say that hypothetically came in the playoffs too. Either way, you're getting a dome game, but I do think Dallas is more complete. Yeah. Goff's again, probably slightly the better quarterback, maybe even more than slightly. Like you might even be, if Dak's a B, you might call golf a full B plus, right? Uh, but just team to team, what Dallas can do on defense, how explosive they can get, uh, and they could they could participate in a shootout with you, then you'd favor their defense to make a play before Detroit, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So that's where I'm coming yeah.
1: from. Yeah. No, I I I agree with the fact that if you're in a shootout and you had one team to make a play, I think that the Cowboys have more playmakers on their defense. Uh, Bland has been a playmaker this year. He's been putting the ball in the end zone, not just picking it off. Obviously, Micah Parsons DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, Stefan Gilmore has no, uh, knows how to play defense too. So you're right in that aspect. I think if you're looking one team to make a play, I would probably say the Cowboys defensively. Um, I think Dak's actually a better quarterback than golf. In my opinion, I think Dak's more apt to have a three turnover game. And I think at this point it's because of the way they're coached. Goff, those games for Goff are few and far between now because of the fact that Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery are their, that's their bread and butter. That's their offense. They were, they're a running, run first team, and they're going to run the ball. And you know that, and teams can't stop it regardless of knowing that going in. And with Dallas, sometimes they put it on Dak too much, so he's more apt to have those three turnover games because of the fact that they haven't been able to get really get a running game going all year. I mean, Tony Paul had a nice touchdown run, but even then in that game, he didn't really get it going. He was, I think, three and a half yards per carry, roughly around there. It's not going to get it done, which is why I favor the Lions, just because they can throw. You have Amon Row, you have <clears throat> Sam Porter, you have uh, Jamison Williams is now a deep threat for you. Josh Reynolds has a good connection with Jared Goff from his time in, uh, with the Rams. But I just think that there's more of there's more certainty with the Detroit offense than there is with Dallas's offense. But again, you could kind of say there's more certainty with Dallas's defense, but I do trust. I see. I do trust. I I don't know. I just trust like kind of what the format of the lines are. I think I know what more so into every game. I know what I'm getting from them and more so than I do with the Cowboys in bigger spots, but we'll see more. So as we go on,
0: I see where you're coming from and you're probably not wrong when you guys say, maybe I'll retract my statement when I say golf, is more likely to throw three picks than Dak. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it's because his picks were so ugly yesterday. They were yeah. the ones that you just cannot make mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas Dak seemed to be more like receiver, uh, you know, just not on the right com- page, not the right communication, whatever. But my thing, Dallas and the Lions, that is more of a conversation, especially than the top two, to me, again, Eagles, Niners. But, yeah, and you're right, especially like when it came, to, if it comes to running the ball, you like the Lions a little better. So they could technically win a ball control game. It's if you could run on Dallas because yeah. that defense, again, is explosive. But Gibbs is nice between the tackles for being a burner. You don't really see that. He reminds yeah. me a little bit of uh, maybe some LaShawn McCoy because McCoy could do it between the tackles a little bit too. Um, but, man, the Lions in a ball control battle with the Eagles or Niners, you're not winning it. You have to get a shootout. And even that, you're not winning a shootout with the Eagles or the Niners, especially if it's at home, especially if it's in Philly. Uh Maybe at your best bet you can win one in uh in San Francisco. But even that, I mean, look how their offense is playing. You had Purdy with a perfect quarterback rating yesterday, and he's never gonna throw you more than 15 incompletions, <laughs> 12 incompletions. I mean, that's just not gonna happen. Ball controls the Niners game. So you'd have to have a perfect game to go into San Francisco, even in the dome, even if they're home against the Niners you'd have to play a perfect game to win that. So the e- I don't know. I don't see it against those top two. You're talking to me into this against Dallas, maybe that that's more of an argument, yeah. but Philly Niners, I <laughs> I could not see it. The Eagles away.
1: are tough. Like, I think they'd have a better chance against the Niners and the Eagles, just the way they match up with them. Um, but I, you're right. Both, I mean, those two teams have just so much talent on them. But if there is a way that you're going to beat those teams, the lions would have your format because they can control the ball they can i think they can win at the point of attack with how good their offensive line is that's not saying that the 49ers or eagles can't win at the point of attack with how good their defensive lines are but you need a really good offensive line to play against either one of those teams because if they can get home then it's good night but so you can give Goff some time. You can get, and then you can get Montgomery and Gibbs out there, and you can kind of control the amount of possessions Hurts and Brock Purdy, respectively, would have. Again, those are just two really tough teams to play. They've got so much time yeah. on the board.
0: It, yeah. If it's a hypothetical 20 to 17 game, I'm taking the Niners and Eagles in those games all day they want those games at the end of the day you know what I mean they can give you 35 but they they're just as happy giving you a 2017 game so that's where I favor those two over Detroit but hey I mean Detroit's had an easy schedule we'll find out a little Mm -hmm. more I mean these Viking games are going to be enticing Kirk Cousins or Dobbs either way you know what I mean and then we do get that one Cowboys Mm -hmm. game but other than that it's going to be cake for them but in Dallas yeah I'm definitely intrigued and and by the way I think uh I think this Packers game in on Thanksgiving, That's I think the Packers are a live dog in that game. If you can move the ball the way these teams have been moving the ball against Detroit, Packers are moving the ball a little better. You never know what can happen in that game if it turns into a shootout. Obviously, you favor Detroit, but hey, Packers might be catching them at the right time.
1: Uh, Timmy, did you have anything else you wanted to say on the matter? Or you can bring
2: up your next take if you have another takeaway. Sure. Um, which one do I want to go with? Uh, We've kind of already talked about it, but one big takeaway I do have is that the 49ers are just completely back. Um, We kind of saw what Debo kind of means to this team. Like when Debo was out, Purdy didn't play quite as well, but now he's back and he just had a perfect pass rating. So like uh, Mm -hmm. between that and then the defense adding, they did lose. um, Not even going to try. Yep. That one. Uh, Couldn't say his last name very well. Which is big. He's, so I'm he's not going to try it. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the best safeties in the exactly. league. Exactly. So that is a big loss. Um but with Chase Young, that they were wrecking house. You know, they got a lot of pressure this weekend. Um if that's gonna happen on a weekly basis, that's a huge deal. So I think the 49ers yeah. have a very good Super Bowl shot this year. Um they just need to stay healthy. That's it. Like their offense just yep. needs all these pieces, which are a lot and- of a lot of injury prone pieces. Um, to just stay healthy and Trent Williams yeah true Trent Williams needs to stay yep. healthy for Williams, I think CMC I th- Debo Purdy.
1: and honestly in order to, for me personally not taking like taking out the quarterback position I would say I would go Christian McCaffrey Trent Williams Debo or George Kittle Debo then Iuke in my personal opinion I think Trent Williams is that important because I'll like when Debo was missing, Trent Trent Williams was also missing too, which is also another thing. Why, I think Debo, I think all of them are obviously super important because all of them are A-level players. Like all of them are A, all pro level players. So they're all important. But when you have arguably the best left tackle in the game right now, still the best left tackle, one of the best left tackles in the game, doing what he's doing, it just makes your life so much easier. Ah, uh, Kyle, did you have any other h- other takeaways from your weekend?
0: I mean, I got quite a bit through these games. I mean, honestly, uh, that Geno Smith injury that's gonna hurt the Seahawks because that was a very winnable game. Uh, the Rams did everything they could to lose that game, honestly, and that field goal just yeah, comes up just short. So they have a you have a true argument that if Geno at least just plays those what two or three drives he missed, that they very well could have won. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that hurts so much. They got the Niners twice, the Eagles and the Cowboys the next four weeks. Like they got the class of the NFC, they could very well fall out of the picture altogether. Uh, I'm sure yeah. it softens up a bit after that. I haven't looked, but those are the next four. You got it, the one that win would be this week, this Thursday, and you got Gino coming off an injury because you're not beating San Francisco at home. Cowboys, who knows? Like I said, they have the more talented team, um, but I don't see them winning either one of those Niners games or the Eagles game. So, I mean, this would be the one at home, and you got Geno f- coming off fresh of an injury. Who knows if he's going to play? Hopefully, he does. But.
1: Titans, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals are their last three after. So, I could go easily. It, Definitely, They could go two and one, but I mean, you have a divisional game with the Cardinals, so that could be interesting enough. And Kyler will be fully back by that point. Um, then you have the Steelers, which is real, really good defense and they're well coached and they're going to be playing for the playoffs at that point. So that's not going to be an easy game. And then Vrabel's just always a well coached team. So it's nothing, it gets easier, but it's not like these are just, there's never really a cakewalk in the NFL, but these teams aren't like ones where you can just walk all over them. In my personal opinion, Titans would be the easiest game out of all three of them, just because of the divisional aspect between the Cardinals and Seahawks. You know it's not a good loss. It's not a good loss. They don't. the The thing about the Seahawks right now is their offense looks so. No, just just so just just no, like they and they have the pieces. Kenneth Walker is out with an oblique now. We don't know how long that's gonna be. I mean, Zach Charbonneau's cool, but like he's not Kenneth Walker. Um, you have Tyler Lock. You have you, a great. Core receivers in DK, Tyler Lockett, Smith and Jigba has been playing very good. And even Bobo has been playing pretty good as a specialty guy for a Noah fans. Decent. Uh, it's just, they haven't been able to get it done. And it's coming. Geno this year has not looked great, but we saw how bad they look with Drew Locke. And that was only a few possessions. Obviously they didn't. Drew Locke was even worse. So like Geno hasn't been great this year. They definitely, they're a team that definitely needs the answer for the future. I think Gino was a great a nice short term answer for them and uh okay we can kind of like the same way they did I mean Russell Wilson's better was better but like the same way they did 2016ish where they were starting they're trying to rebuild but still ended up making the playoffs or like getting around the playoff contention every single year because of the fact of now was just Russell being really good this is like oh we have a lot of young talent that can actually play we drafted well we got two really good corners We've got offensive pieces. Now they just need to get the quarterback to match that. So they could get a veteran guy in there to try to do something. I think they can make a run. I mean, we had him in the Super Bowl again. I don't think that's going to happen, but, <laughs> I mean, we'll never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Gino with them, especially when you look at the landscape of the league with quarterbacks. We've talked about that. So, I, you know, he's definitely had I don't his moments mind it where he's making all. dumb throws. Um, but he's still, like even yesterday, orchestrated a pretty good drive to get him into field goal position. Uh, yeah. And he's done that a few other times Where he's been good late And been subpar the rest of the game So, you know Yesterday was just really bad luck With that injury and the timing of it And then how it ended Given what their schedule is coming up But yeah. I agree, they're a team that's just I think they're better than last year overall Even though they were more explosive last year But I think I take them more seriously In the playoffs this year Depending on the matchup, of course
1: Yeah, I just I think they're just more well-rounded this year I I really, this year, if Gino was playing like last year, this year, I think they would be in the Super Bowl bubble. Like, I think they would be right on the outside of where we have Detroit and Dallas. They'd be right there. And so I think they're a step step and a half even down from those teams. And it's just because Gino hasn't been playing great football this year. We'll see if he can turn it around. Anything on those teams, Timmy? (laughs) Or
2: are you just bobbleheading it? Uh, I'd like to see – because Gino had said he doesn't know if he's going to play Thursday. Uh, That's a big deal. Um, They need him to win games, even though he hasn't been playing very well. Um, I watched the game when they played Washington last week, and Mm -hmm. Gino finished with a pretty good stat line. I think he was over 300. I think he might have even thrown three touchdowns. But if you watch the first half of that game, he did not play a good full game. He, he really came yeah. alive in the second half. Um, so, if he does come back, we want to see sustained goodness. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that they were really good with last year were their shots downfield. They would take like, you know, 30 yard shots downfield to DK and Tyler Lockett, and he was really accurate in those throws. And that was something yeah. I saw in the Washington game. He just wasn't very accurate on those throws, <clears throat> or he would be throwing it and be on like a miscommunication with the wide receiver so they need to like shore some things up one thing i don't really agree with the seattle is uh, they get into field goal range like right into field goal range and they ran it on second down they got two yards i'd like to see him take a shot there because if even if they don't get the incompletion they stop the clock running it there was probably not the great idea because they got two yards and then they that was made stupid a, yeah 57 yarder to a 55er yeah i don't know if that's really going to change the odds of him making this kick let's take a shot 10 or 12 yards downfield and make it like a 42 yard or yard yeah, like that. Um, yeah. So I don't necessarily agree with the coaching on that, but I could still see them turning this around. If Gino does just kind of swing it back and if he's healthy. So, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, they get have. They're, I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs unless something catastrophic happens. And if they're in the playoffs, they're probably going to see they won't be the seventh seed Probably they'll be the sixth, so you might be seeing the 49ers or Lions. The better it would be for them to face the Lions, just because I think that's an easier game. But they do know the 49ers better than pretty much any other team that's going to make the playoffs, which is good on their behalf. Um, so and Pete Carroll's had some success against the 49ers as of late. I think he's over for his last three, but that's just because the Liners, have been, the Liners have been really good. And last year, yeah, the last year they played in the playoffs, I think it was 41 Favor of the Niners, but it was a good weekend it, for me. Oh, another one, of my on
0: come. I was just gonna say, like yesterday was a true swing game for the nine. Or sorry, for the Rams. If the Seahawks make that field goal, you know they only have three wins now. They're four and six. You know they're looking at playoffs now, especially with what the schedule that the Seahawks have. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested in what the Seahawks will do down the stretch here, because it's a high chance. That they go zero four, you know that Cowboys one is really the one you're looking at, I guess. And then yeah, they could win that last three and still get to what it would be nine and eight, or uh, Mm -hmm. how's it fall out nine and eight. So you know who knows with them, and it's gonna be weird. It's all jumbled in the wild card picture anyway. uh, It does seem like the Seahawks play the same game. It always seems to be like late teens, early twenties with them now. Like it just seems like every week it's an ugly game that's barely over fifteen, which is I would not have guessed that. On this team There's coming actually, out, I thought their offense would have been much more explosive.
2: I saw a stat on it, and it's if if their offense scores more than twenty points, they're four zero. If they score less than it, they're like zero and four. So, like wow. you said, those team games are the ones that they need to like really pull through and get the wins uh, when they're close.
1: Yeah, they hmm. they haven't put up many points at all this year. They've put up like looking through everything, they've put up thirty twice. And and other than in weeks two and three. I was against the Lions and then the Panthers back-to-back. And then since then, they put up 29 against the Commanders. But other than that, it's 24, 13, 20, 24, 3, 17, 16. Like, just their offense can't seem to get it going. And they have the talent, too. So it's just – it's been some quarterback play, some situational coaching – And then just some unfortunate stuff, too, of just turning the ball over in some inconvenient spots and things like that. But, yeah, overall, it's not looking great for them. But, again, they're also still in a fine spot because of the fact that they're in the NFC.
0: Now, I want to ask you guys, too. So, Herbert yesterday has a lot of key drops from his receivers. Keenan Allen dropped that one in the end zone. Uh, The announcers even blame that on yeah and the announcers blame that on like how the shade was like near the end zone and stuff and you can kind of see he just didn't pick up the ball like it hit him in the chest and then he reacts right and then uh i forget who it was late misses that ball over the shoulder he drops that there was probably three or or four johnson johnson so three or four of those for herbert but here's my thing i feel like no one's talking about they had a fourth and one at the end of the game there and he just does a run of the mill pass over the middle and gets it batted down when he was scrambling a lot more that game. Why not just call your own number there and say, all right, right, this isn't perfect. I'm just going to tuck it and go. Cause it's fourth and one. Granted it was in the, it was in Packers territory or sorry, Chargers territory, their own territory. But I don't know. I feel like he should have just tucked it there. He had protection. Just get that one yard and then go after that. Cause he had success against the Packers all day granted with the drops too, but I don't know. Like you can blame the receivers for sure, but I would like my elite quarterback to make the fourth and one. So that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, there's definitely in that. I think you've got to come through in that uh, in that position. So I you do have to put that sum on the quarterback because you would put it on any other quarterback. So you can't I can't just leave him out. Put it on Mahomes. We put it on Burrow. We put it on Josh Allen. We put it on these. Uh, Lamar Jackson for sure. These other quarterbacks, we put it on, and we want to talk about him. There, we've got to put it on him as well. Um, the reason why they are in that position, I would put on the receivers because Keenan Allen did drop a touchdown, like a, a def- bona fide touchdown. He dropped a third down and eight pass when they were in the red zone. That would have been a first and goal that they probably would have mm-hmm. scored on too. Like he cost them eight points. Essentially, because I think they got two field goals out of it, they would have gotten two touchdowns with plus the extra points and baking those in. He cost them eight points, and that completely changes the entire complexion of the game. So that alone, and then Quentin Johnson also dropped that bomb to him, which if that's which also that's a little bit of injuries because that would have been Mike Williams, and if that's Mike Williams. You expect that to be caught with him, how big time of a receiver he is. But yeah, no, you're right on those kind of fourth down plays. I wish people would get a little bit more creative sometimes sometimes i feel like they just allow it's like okay they're just gonna drop back and do something like i like when you get quarterbacks out on bootlegs uh where you kind of get the defense shift a little bit more where it's just like get players to move more just to give more option because then like if you're already rolling out maybe then you can run for it or someone can break open I, i don't know i just always felt like there should be a little bit more uh in a little more innovation on those kind of plays. But again, I'm not a, I'm not an offensive coordinator. So, like, maybe they're looking at me. It like does I'm seem like fourth and one. Such a,
0: but no. It seems like fourth and short bootlegs have, like, a 95% chance. Like, it seems like anytime you see that, that they work. Or even on the goal line, it seems like they always work. If you've got an athletic quarterback, he's either got options who are scrambling or he can just run it him, himself. And you got one guy to make an open field tackle. Yeah, like, it's just yeah, I like my chances on that each time.
1: I don't know. I just especially especially if you're not lined up in the middle and you're lined up on a hash and you can go to the strong side like, again, just say hey, you yeah, have more yardage. I don't. I just feel like that's kind of almost like a foolproof plan. It's almost like the Philly. It's like the brotherly shove in a sense. Like you just get an athletic quarterback already on the move. So if he does need to tuck it and run for nine feet like he can probably do that if not someone's gonna break open in that sense i don't know i just feel like you should be there can be a little bit more innovation and not putting your quarterback at running back and running a toss play there on a down i don't think that's probably the innovation we need to run there shout out to the vikings for that but uh yeah
0: i want someone to take the brotherly shove with the tush push a step further and just throw their quarterback across like just bring in one of your defensive linemen and just like
1: yeah, put in a backup QB and just throw more. Exactly,
0: yeah. Like the cheerleader push, whatever they call that. You know what I mean? Just do one Give of those.
1: Give me
2: an A. A. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about the end of the game, Tim? Um, personally, I, I kind of hate it when we see it with a lot of analysts. They say, like, wins are a QB stat. Um, mm-hmm. The Chargers should have won that game, like, 36 to 20. It should have been the final score. Keenan Allen dropped, like you said, he kind of cost them like eight points. They have to settle for field yeah. goals. Austin Eckler bounces one, and if he just looked like 20 Austin Eckler, he houses that. That's another touchdown. He was running in slow motion that game. Yeah, I, that was 4-8. Was, was yeah, I, like that was I'm four faster eight. than that, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I would have <laughs> caught him. Chasing him down. That, so. that
1: was 4-8. I was so confused because normally Austin yeah. Eckler has, like, some
2: burst. It, that it, looks like it, 4 It confused eight. me. I saw the video on TikTok, and the, the caption was, this is not slowed down at all. And then I was like, what? <laughs> He's, like, jogging out there. And he totally could have housed yeah, it, was... it if he just, like, had the speed, the breakaway speed. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. I, I, I just think if – his receivers weren't dropping passes. They weren't put in that position to where, you know, they failed on the fourth and one or whatever. So um, yeah, I don't think Herbert is to like, is the only one to blame here. I think it does fall more on like the team that didn't get him there. Um,
1: but, yeah. No, I definitely, I don't definitely hate that at all, but what's up? <laughs>
0: He had no burst on that play. I just, I didn't see that play yesterday. That was he had absolutely no burst. <laughs> it literally made it, looked he made like it to the second level, level and confidence. just coasted.
2: Yeah, he's just like.
1: <laughs> it was like when in Madden you get so <laughs> upset like because you're like you're just holding on, you're just holding turbo, and then the turbo just runs out, and your guys just like jogging. Or like when Jr. Smith was sick, Kyle during the game. So every time he didn't have the ball, he just moved <laughs> so slow. <laughs> like wait, what what happened to Jr. <laughs> Uh, for context, anybody, J.R. Smith caught the flu mid-game in 2K. So anytime he didn't have the ball, he moved as if he had two cement blocks on his feet. When he did have the ball, he moved like regular old Jr. Smith. Just just a 2K fun thing. So we had no idea what happened. But, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so how do you oh, feel, guys? Actually, then... sorry, oh, ahead, sorry go I go want ahead. to call. I was just going to say shout-out to
2: Timmy's Giants for the win. (laughs) Shout-out to – Tommy Tommy DeVito has more two-touchdown games than (laughs) Kenny Pickett. I sent that to Kyle the other day. That's insane that that could happen. Like the Commanders – the Giants are the Commanders kryptonite. It just happens every single year. Like the best thing that happened for them was like last year they tied. That was like the best thing the Commanders could pull off. Uh, and They had and they like need 12 sacks And they just couldn't put it away It was just so bad
1: I, I know And they're going to do the same thing about 6 days From now And we're going to be okay oh, Man, well, Oh Kyle. What were you saying
0: I was just wondering How y'all feel about the AFC Wild card picture uh, I said I like the Bills chances after that win I thought they were going to win anyway uh, and granted, they do have a very tough schedule. I do like the energy the Bills played with, though. They were just like on a mission that game as they fucking should have been, given how their last few weeks have been. Um, but I mean, still, like if you look at their stats across the league, like their stats wise, I know the the eye test doesn't tell it. But stats wise, they're still like upper echelon, which is weird because you would not expect that. Uh, so how do you feel given their schedule? Given that the Chargers took a sh- true step back, we got the Browns who are taking a step forward here by the way we didn't even give Kevin Stavansky love for coach of the year last year I mean he really with no Deshaun no Chubb and he's probably gonna find his way in the playoffs you got to give him the edge over the Steelers now I think f- they have one more game against each other too right yeah so
1: he could find his way in the division lead I'm not like that's a thing outside chance they, yeah that's a thing I mean they're because they just keep winning they have right now I believe they'd have the tiebreaker over the Ravens So, and they have, they so, I mean, they have the Broncos, Rams, Jags, Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals,
0: Tim Boyle's Jets,
1: that's Tim Boyle's Jets, Jake Browning's Bengals, Justin Fields, Bears, Matt Stafford's Rams, like, like, I've not thought those are bad, but that's four wins to me. That could be four wins for sure. That could get them to 11 and then between I don't think they're going to run the table to get the thirteen, but between the uh, Broncos, Jags, and Texans, like they could get to 13, they could get to twelve, and it wouldn't be crazy. And if they get to twelve, they could win the division, which would be crazy. And Kevin Stefanski would have to be coach of the year. Like I think it'd be, like, it'd have to be, unless like the Texans went like eleven and seven or six or something like that. But to move on to your point, which was talking about the AFC wildcard picture. I think the Browns are definitively in for me. I just don't see them falling off, and I think as I just spoke on their schedule, I think it's too light for them to just completely lose these games just because of how good their defense is. So that's one. Uh, Two, I personally have uh, either the Texans or the Jags. I think whatever AFC South team doesn't make it uh, as the division winner, it's going to be... Um, the other one's going to make it, so that's your second. And so then there's that third, which the Bills could sneak in because it'd be between the Bills, the Broncos, the Steelers right now. And you would p- want to favor... And then I'm going to, the Bengals, I'll throw outside chances in case Jake Browning's actually pretty decent because, like, they could have enough talent, too, but I think their schedule's too hard for them to actually do it. But for me, it'd be between those three teams. And I honestly might favor, I think I'd probably favor the Steelers right now, and that's just because of how easy their schedule is. kind of have to with their the schedule, bills right? Still have, the, the Bills have just such a tough schedule coming down. They put themselves in a bad position. I mean, right now, like, just us, they have the Eagles, Ch- Chiefs, Cowboys, right there. Do you see a win? Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. It's in Philly, in Kansas City, home for Dallas. The home for Dallas to be the only one I actually see a win. I think they lose both of those games. The Philly and Chiefs, Kansas City ones. Me yeah, personally, yeah. I mean, if I had to bet right now,
0: you'd feel be better, better. You'd feel better if it was KC at home. Definitely yes. feel better if it's KC at home. I mean, if they're playing with that energy, I mean, they get up for the KC games. Like, those always historically they, are good games. So never yeah. really know late in the season. We'll find out a lot, a lot about KC tonight. I mean, y'all know of how course. I feel about them. I feel like they're kind of fool's gold a little bit, just overall as a team. Uh, they'll, they'll pull out big wins and all that, but I just don't like, I don't think they're the same explosive team that they've been in years past, right? But yep. so I, you know, who knows with that game, cowboys as we said especially that one being bills at home cold weather game too that's probably going to be mm. what mid-december so never know i mean those those games get tricky in buffalo in mid-december if you can get a snowstorm you gotta favor the bills in that yeah, they, they love that kind of game so those are two winnable games honestly uh just if we're taking this version granted i think the jets quit a little bit yesterday mm-hmm. i mean that uh shaheed when he got deep yeah they gave up on that play. They absolutely just gave up on that play. Shakira, I should say. Um, I, yeah. So the Jets, the Jets are pretty dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. We'll never see fucking Rodgers until next year. No. I'll
1: let Timmy. I'll let Timmy go more on in depth on this in just a second. But for me, I see him three and three out of their last. I see him three and three out of their last six, which puts them at nine and eight. I don't. I think you need at least ten to get in. And because you have the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys, I think they go one and two over that. Um, me personally, so that would put them at six and seven, or at seven and seven. And then they have the Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. I think they go two and one over that. Could they go three and zero? Yes. To get them to ten and seven, sure. Um, but I think that they go two and one over that, and I think they go nine and eight, and they miss the playoffs. But Timmy, me, you're good to go.
2: It's really hard because the seven seed is kind of like open. Um, Yes. You had said. The
1: Broncos are interesting for it too. That's
2: exactly my theory is that if it's going to come down to the Bills getting the seven seed, I kind of favor the Broncos' schedule coming up. And And they've been. Yeah, and they have the tiebreaker. And they've been playing really well defensively. Since that 70 point game, they've like completely turned it around. They're like, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. even expect a team to score 40 yards, defense at least. Yeah. yeah, I kind of like the Broncos' shot at getting that seven seed. So, like if I if I was a betting person, I probably say the Bills miss. Um, I don't necessarily think Cleveland is a lock, um, but I think they have a very good shot at just staying in fifth or sixth spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, great defense, they can run still, uh, but they have some pretty bad injuries. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's still a chance that the Bills make it. The only thing is, oh, for sure. if the Bills make it, I'm kind of worried about the Bills when it comes to the playoffs. Like, I would be scared to play the Bills if the Bills make the playoffs. Because if the Bills make the playoffs, they win two of these next four games. And that means they can beat contenders. Um, but I, I just personally, I don't see it happening. But if they want to make the playoffs, then they're going to have to win some of these games which would put them into kind of that contenders bracket because of the schedule yes
0: yeah, so i th- they'll be playing desperate football mm-hmm. that we can assure i think it's and their tough. defense looked better but i mean it's zach wilson yeah. and tim boyle so i mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna do much
0: uh zacky showed up on a round yeah Zachy yesterday.
1: did what he needed to do i tried to give him all the push i could and just be like hey you're you're okay and he just said no kenan i really am not good at this sport <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't play this position i'm, <laughs> I'm a third like, stringer re- i tried to do everything i could i was like yeah you I, I tried i i zach i really did i really really tried for you to just get you there I have a
0: but um, I'll I have a fun fact and then a question, but I don't want to cut you off, Kane. But the fun fact, real yeah, quick, you're good. I guess Tim Boyle's stats in college. He went to yukon they're terrible. I guess he had one touchdown 13 to 13 picks. picks. Yep, how do you even make it to the NFL? Don't know, with one touchdown. Don't
1: know, I don't period. know how he's the backup quarterback there. I really don't. He's one touchdown to 13 picks at UConn. It's what he and he just replaced Zach Wilson. If that lets you know how bad Zach Wilson is, their guy at Tim for at UConn. How like a nine
2: oh I don't even want to go. It's terrible.
0: There's no reason for him to be to be NFL. fair,
2: Yukon is the school that good schools call and pay a lot of money to to just beat up. So like they're probably playing like a lot of SEC opponents and whatnot. This happens like every year. They're mm-hmm. one of those schools that plays like decent schools. Um uh, so I don't necessarily One Yeah, I, don't know that. I wouldn't put him in the NFL by any means. Um I'm more confused why the Jets didn't sign like Carson Wentz. The Rams went out and signed him. He's an upgrade over Zach Wilson. Even Matt Ryan might be an upgrade over Zach Wilson right now. Probably not in that scenario because their offensive line is trash. Um, but if Josh Dobbs was on the trade block, whatever the Vikings gave up to get him, the Jets should have done that. Like There are much better options than Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson. They should have done something when they had the chance. They need to understand that. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is not coming back this year Uh, they don't have a playoff shot they're not making a run into January February so he's done just go get something that can salvage this season potentially it's not Zach Wilson I'll tell you that
0: so yeah solid's gonna use his job because of it I mean I said week two like dude why, why even trust Zach Wilson you're spitting in the face of Jets fans after what they've seen from Zach Wilson the last two seasons like why even bring him back and uh That leads to my next question, though. Ken, I know you had a topic, but I really want to ask you all. Like, And I know, Tim, you were huge on the Jets, but given what we've seen from the offensive line, given what we've seen from their weapons, at least you'd figure that their weapons could make Zach Wilson look good. Brees Hall has here once in a while, but overall they haven't produced much, I would say. Uh, What do you think, Like realistically, at this point in the season, what would they look like with Aaron Rodgers? What's their record? Because I think they're more so in the middle.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that. I just want to say this real quick because we we're just talking about it. Um, mm. Tim Boyle played the likes of South Florida, Cincinnati, Central Florida, Louisville, um, Cincinnati. had a three pick game. Louisville he had a three pick game. Played. Uh, those are the only two Memphis. teams
2: that I cared about in those four.
1: Yeah, uh, Central Florida. Central Florida. He went seventeen to twenty one for forty seven yards and two picks. Forty seven. Si- yeah, like he had three carries for a negative 13 yards, like 4-7. Like 147 or 247? No, 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 like four and then seven. He completed um, how many passes? Year? Seven. No, that this was his first year. So that's his freshman. That's where he got most of his starts. That's where he was zero touchdowns to eight picks. His senior year, he threw one touchdown, and that was a sophomore. His senior year, he played in six games or five games. He threw passes, in. he really played in two. He got a W against Houston. Had one of his best college career games, twelve of twenty two, zero touchdowns, zero picks, and then um, he played Temple the next week, went twelve of twenty for one twenty one and a pick, but he did get a nice solo tackle. So yeah, that's.
0: So, <laughs> so you're I just want to go, go. You're telling me, and now we're gonna we're we're just gonna get off of this Jets topic here, just because I have genuine questions. You're telling me he was a run of the mill <laughs> backup in college. Backup in college, and he made the NFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, by the look, by his stat line, he started, and this is three years with Connecticut, it looks like he started four, six, eight, Look, about eight games, roughly. He started, just off of statistics-wise, let me hold, yeah, so I don't really know what went on
2: throughout his tenure there, but he started about, Eight, actually he must games. have had the absolute out of his mind senior bowl or something like one of these pro <laughs> days, he just had to have like the tom brady he just like completely different person went nuts and then like one scout liked him and that scout was on or had a body double <laughs> yeah.
0: he had a stunt um,
2: double come in and play better than him
1: <laughs> well he went to eastern kentucky too and i think that no, I don't. I can't even find his Easter Kentucky stats. So I really don't know what happened. Like he just he wasn't good. Anyways, we'll move on. Because in 2017 he one, went to Eastern Kentucky. One last question. Yeah,
0: sorry. One well, okay, so that that kind of answered it. So he was drafted in 2018. Um, yeah, he would or have been drafted. Dra- Are
1: you under? Uh, let me. I'll check that in just a second. So he had a high school career. Um, wow. His senior year, uh, he threw 2,500 yards and 24 touchdowns and won the senior class LL championship for the third straight season. Good for him. Then he did nothing, and I repeat, nothing in his three years at UConn. And then he transferred over, and then as a redshirt senior at uh, <laughs> at Eastern Kentucky, it was 2,134 yards and 11 touchdowns. Had the fifth most passing yards in one season ever. In Eastern Kentucky history at 21,034. It's at
0: 2,134. Yeah. Oh, his. So I'm assuming he goes undrafted. I'm assuming he goes undrafted because if you're telling me he's drafted, this is giving me even more reason to uh, not believe in NFL scouts when it comes to QBs. Um, I mean, the fact that he's even in the NFL, I don't understand. That I'm
1: not all. seeing a draft. I think he was undrafted. So.
0: Yeah. So he just came in off the stream, was like, "Hey guys, check my tape, It's shit." But um, you know. he's
1: friend. Uh, you want to know why he's there? It's because he's friends with Aaron. Rodgers. I've heard he's
0: friends with Aaron Rodgers. That's right? why he
1: was there. Yeah, he, he was in. He's he's good friends with Aaron Rodgers. So he because he was in Green Which, Bay. How does that even happen? He was in Green Bay in 2019 and 2020. Um, That's he right. threw th- four passes in those two years, and then 2021, he played three games. He started three games with the Lions. Three touchdowns to six picks, 0 oh, and three. Twenty twenty two, he two for eight, twenty-five yard or thirty-three yards, two picks with the Bears. So in eight throws, he had he had two completions and two picks. And then now we're here. Friends with Aaron Rodgers. Listen, when you are friends with people in higher ups, that's where you get him. Okay, so now we're going to Skirt our way right back to this Aaron Rodgers guy and I think they would be probably seven and three honestly Kyle and here's why I don't think the defense plays any different and so they win the Bills game I don't think they they probably don't beat the Cowboys but that's a closer game they definitely can beat the Patriots the Chiefs game was close. I think with Aaron Rodgers, you can win that Chiefs game. Um, Obviously, these games are obviously going to be all different anyways. And the Eagles game was... I mean, the Eagles game, they won. The Giants game, they won. The Chargers game, they did get beat bad. And then the Raiders game... Like, a lot of these games have been closer that they've lost. And I think Aaron Rodgers makes that difference. So, I think they would be roughly around the 7-3 and three mark because... As you're right, this team does have a lot of talent on it, and they haven't basically made Zach Wilson any better. I think that just shows how bad Zach Wilson is rather than how not good this talent is because Garrett Wilson's getting separation, and when you're putting the ball in his vicinity, he's making plays. Uh, Brees Hall, when you're giving him
0: options... a couple drops yesterday, too.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, that's bound to happen, though. I mean, you can't be perfect, but when you're only giving... I guess I
0: expected more. I mean, Wilson's bad. Don't get me wrong. I've said, I mean, Wilson's as bad as it gets, but I don't know. I expect a little more out of this receiving core, you know? I mean, yeah, and you're right. Last week, yesterday, he was bad. He didn't
1: have, he didn't really get targeted that much. But before that, his last four games yardage wise before was 93, 80, 190. So like he was getting what he could. And then, but Brees Hall, when you're running him only 12, 16, 13, and 10 times, it's not going to get it done. He should touch the ball 20 times a game for you.
0: That's kind of where 20, I'm going. At least though, too. 20. Yeah. That's where I'm going with this too. I think they'd be closer to where Buffalo is right now. Not because Aaron Rodgers necessarily played bad, but a, because of their offensive line, nobody would have time. I mean, shit. Rodgers had three plays, two of them. He was, he was touched in the, in the backfield. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have that solid is just a bad coach. Uh, Maybe if I'm being nice, he's an average coach. That's it, though. He's not certainly not a good coach. Uh, he can coach defense, but he doesn't even care about the offense. Uh, what's his name? Nate Hackett. He's not doing shit as an offensive coordinator. Your job is to make Wilson look at least okay, and he hasn't done that. Again, Wilson just sucks anyway. It would be hard to make him look okay. But what from any of those, from the coaching staff to their weapons to, I mean, their defense, like you said, has been good, but their weapons and their coaching staff? Hasn't inspired any positivity out of me by any means, but again, how can you when you have Zach Wilson as your quarterback? But I do think they still would have issues with Aaron Rodgers. They would have
1: Super Bowl issues, but I think they would, I think they would be the second. I think they'd be second in the division. I think they'd be better than the Bills, and I think they'd be competing with the Dolphins. But uh, Timmy, I'll let you speak.
0: Even with a fully healthy Bills defense
1: probably I I honestly yeah because that's I mean I that's kind of what I had them predicted as before I don't see that really changing much I just think how good the Jets defense has been you have Aaron Rodgers and key Aaron Rodgers spots as long as he fell off a cliff I think he's able to make those throws and get the plays because I really do think Garrett Wilson is like top five potential receiver talent like he's that good and Brees Hall is top eight-ish top running back talent he's that good it's just the fact that they don't use him like they should and i think that has to do with the coaching and the play calling rather than it does with aaron, um air would do with aaron i think you changed that though
2: yeah i think the biggest thing for me is when aaron got hurt that offensive playbook probably shrunk by like Sixty percent, eighty percent. Yeah, where they were just like, okay, all of these plays, hundred percent, really, like all of these plays are just completely off the table because Zach can't make these throws, or Zach can't read the offense or read the defense that quick to where he can make a quick throw, Um, and that is really what's been like hurting them. Defenses are going to play the Jets completely different playing against Zach Wilson than they would against Aaron Rodgers. just that right there makes Brees Hall an even better running back, and he's actually been pretty solid this year, uh, given that he doesn't get to touch the rock too Yeah, much. he just
1: doesn't yeah. touch the ball that much. That's the problem. Exactly. Every, uh, when he I, does, I, he's, he's made like two electric plays a game every time yeah. he does touch the ball. It's just he's, it's just hard for him to do that, I guess.
2: I think Aaron compliments Brees, and then Brees by then. Compl- it's like a very complimentary football pick. Having both of those yes. guys there completely changes this offense to where all of those one-score games are now Jets wins. Um, I would agree. I probably wouldn't have them like their offensive line is still really bad. I can't have them as like a ten and O team or an eight and two team, but like six and four, seven and three at the best would is probably where they would be. Uh, like I, like Keenan said, I think they probably still lose to Dallas.
0: That's where I'm at. More like six and six and four or yeah, five and five. I, I would
2: have them um, ahead of the Bills for sure, and I think I'd probably have them as a playoff team. I think getting right in at like the six seed, maybe the seven seed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Word. I was just curious because to me, I agree with what you guys are saying, and I see what you mean, especially when you look at it, that they are in these games even with Zach Wilson. But I don't know. Their coaching is just so bad, and it you can see it more. Whereas like you look like a team, look at a team like Cleveland or you look at the Raiders even just with Antonio Pierce or these other teams who have lost their starting QB, like the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to look formidable even with their backup. Uh, just with the Jets, you just see such dumb coaching decisions, whether it's play calling. Again, we have to factor in Zach Wilson and all this, but I just don't think Saul is great regardless. And there's only so much an aging quarterback can make up. Granted, again, the QBs are so bad in the league anyway, Rodgers wouldn't have to do much. But I just I think the Jets are gonna be much better off next year. I'm assuming Salah won't be there. So if you got Sala in a new OC and Rodgers off his uh, robotically repaired Achilles, apparently, I mean, you're probably you're just better off by default. and uh, that'll we'll get to play this whole game again next year with Rodgers because that's gonna be a circus. It really is I think even in, if he still wants to be back week thirteen. I
2: think Salah will be there next year. Personally, I don't think it's really Sala's decision to start Zach Wilson. I think he wanted to move on from Zach Wilson and go sign somebody like months ago. He's had a couple press conferences where it looks like his answer to the question, is Zach Wilson's your quarterback, isn't his answer. It sounds like one that he's being told to tell them because somebody else there, maybe the GM, maybe the president, whatever it is, somebody else is believing in Zach Wilson. And that kind of shows you from the GM standpoint, They did absolutely nothing to fill Aaron Rodgers' vacancy um, this season. They didn't even go and sign like a practice squad guy or anything like that. Like they were just going to move forward with Zach Wilson and no backup potentially, um, knowing that there was a very good possibility that Aaron Rodgers, even if they made a Super Bowl run, couldn't play in the Super Bowl. Um, I just think if they believe in Zach Wilson, this is their fault. Um, and I think if they believe in Zach Wilson, they probably still believe in Robert Sala. And the defense has been playing still, like, really solid. And, you know, we still see flashes. The, on
1: so the problem, the main problem with the Jets is that the New York Jets became the New York Aaron Rodgers. And he is not there. You got Alan Lazard. You got Nathaniel Hackett. You got Tim Boyle as a backup. You've got Randall Cobb. You've got every, like, everything that they did was to say, hey, Aaron, we want you here. The From the people that are in office, like, coaching, to the players that are on the team, everything about it. And within four minutes, he's gone. So, like, and at that point, like, now you're just scrambling. And so, it's, like, on the Jets organization, because obviously you're going to have, like, there was a op. It's at the NFL, so the chance that you're getting injured is always on the table. Uh, ever, anyone can get injured at any point. You hope they don't, but, like, anybody can get injured at any point. Aaron Rodgers has been injured multiple times throughout his entire career. The calf, his collarbone, his – like, he's been injured multiple times. So to think that he was going to last a front-to-back season definitively is not wise. It's not like it was Tom Brady in his last years to where every hit he was going to avoid. Like, there was no, like, Tom just didn't take hits late until, like, he had to week 16 and on. But, so they basically catered and molded the entire season around Aaron Rodgers, and he was gone in 60 seconds. So it's like, okay, now what do we do? And now they're just still in the scramble mode. So that's kind of why it looks weird, because... With Aaron, I think everything changes. Nathaniel Hackett obviously looks much better with Aaron because he has a rapport with him. Uh, you have your backup quarterbacks and your receivers that look better with him, and then obviously just Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall are just so talented that they're going to be fine with whomever they have out there, really, once they get the opportunities. So what's a, kind of what's weird about the Jets is it was Aaron Rodgers and he's not there?
0: why they're the jets
1: that's why they're the jets no they, they really put their entire season around aaron Rodgers. there's nothing like obviously like when the bucks traded or when the uh, um rams traded for Stafford, the bucks traded for tom they were there to help change the culture but and Tom brought in some P players that he like Obviously, like Antonio Brown ended up being there was helpful. Uh, he wanted Leonard Fournette to come there. But yeah, but you still had
0: culture changer at Antonio Brown. <laughs> culture
1: Changer Antonio Brown. But you still had Todd Bowles in that defense, which was still one of the staples there already. And he came in there and helped molded with Bruce Arians, not just took it over completely. And they already had talent there. So like Tom Brady came in just to set like the winning aspect of it. Stafford came in. He didn't have to set any of the winning aspects. He just came in and said, we need someone who's going to make key third down plays. We need someone who can really stretch the ball down the field because Jared Goff is not that guy anymore at this point for us. And that's what he did. And so... Like that, but Aaron Rodgers. They said, "Hey, you're gonna take this Jets team that hasn't won since Joe Namath, and you're going to say we are. You're gonna take all of that and change everything." And it's like, okay, and they put their on a forty-year-old that gets injured, and that's what they did, and that's why this season is going the way it's going. <sighs> yeah, that's the the Jets. What? That's pretty much it. I'm I got enough of Tim Boyle off, which was nice. Like, I love to break down these lovely good NFL players.
0: What's up uh, Tim? What's your thoughts on tonight's game?
2: Um, I actually was just listening to your episode of the podcast and the Eagles Chiefs shouts to us. Um was like the one that kind of stuck. I think the Eagles are the better team. I think I would pick the Eagles. I don't know about a score. Um, did you guys see Ryan Fitzpatrick's take? I think it was during like a halftime show last week. He said that the Chiefs needed to get beat bad. I forget what words he used, but people were like mad at him for the way he said it because it was definitely a weird wording. Um I agree. No, I do not. Either. The Chiefs are like a but, really weird team. Their defense is good, but their offense hasn't looked up, lived up to that offensive Andy Reid um, production that they've had over the last like few years. So um, I think the Eagles need to beat them. I I think the Eagles probably win this game by like ten or thirteen points. To be honest.
0: Mm, wow. I don't think they win that big, uh, and. I've been going back and forth since Thursday. I mean, I I was originally gonna pick the Chiefs. I think I did pick the Chiefs and then flipped. And then this morning, I'm like, I was all over the Eagles. I'm like, yeah, the Eagles are gonna win this game. And then uh, I was actually on my way here talking to Jadams. shouts. to Jadams. Shout out Jadams. Uh, and he was like, he was like, man, Mahomes at home after a bye week. Like, how can you go wrong with that? And I'm like, you're kind of right. But Sirianni, low key, two and zero after a bye week as well. Um. It's going to be a bad weather game. Looks like it's going to be some rain and some wind. I think that favorites Philly. I don't know, man. I just hope it's going to be a good game. It's got game of the year potential, but this chiefs team so weird. I mean, they really don't reflect their record. I really, like, I truly believe that. And I'm not trying to sound like a hater. I'm, like I'm trying to fade everybody in the chiefs. Yeah. They're probably going to be in the AFC championship game, but I would not be in the least bit surprised if they're not in the AFC championship game too. Um, So for them to win this game, I really do think it would have to be like, oh, the Chiefs are all the way back. They found their number one receiver. Kelsey has a 7-8 reception game for 114 and two touches. Uh, That's what it would take for them to win to me. And I don't know if we're getting that. Granted, you can throw in the Eagles defense for sure, but I don't know. I think top to bottom, the Eagles are definitely the better team. It's just, you know, what you feel the edge is there. And you could say that it's the Chiefs defense, but... I don't know. I think the Eagles also can combat that pretty, pretty effectively.
2: The last two I weeks think of offense, the, the last two weeks of offense yep. we've seen from the Chiefs are nine points and fourteen points. So,
1: so thank you for that. Here's what I've got to. Here's what I've got to say though. So, Andy, as I said, I think it's still thirty to twenty-two Chiefs. You have got Andy Reid off of a bye. I think they're going to make a statement today. You've got she has to put up 30, Rasheed, tonight. right? Yeah, I said this already. 30 to 22. Like I said, this. I, know, I said this in our podcast. I think he meant 30. I know, but 30, I, 30. What this pass defense isn't 30. good. Uh, like the the Eagles pass defense has not been good all season. The secondary is not good. In, though, is the not bad good. Weather, at least. The the bad weather. Mahomes is one of the best bad weather quarterbacks. Like I think. Yeah. Like I don't. Sure. I mean, if you if I want they to factor that in, though. then maybe it gets down to twenty six. Um, I could I could see Mahomes throwing for three fifty. Like who's guarding Travis Kelsey? That's
2: that's he doesn't thick. he's Kelsey not getting three hundred and fifty yards. yards. <laughs> like Kelsey is the. No, only he's not option. getting. I no, think, he's
1: not getting three. I think Rasheed Rice has been actually pretty good all season long. He Rashid has. Rice has actually been, but he's not. I think so he's I not think, a hundred
2: yard guy. None of these guys are like even like like Rashid, Rashi Rice, and like every other wide receiver on this team is like a fifty yards at best wide receiver. They need them okay, all so to I pop think, off I for him Rashid, to get 50. I think Rashid is seventy five. I could see him getting
1: sixty. Maybe, yeah. I could see Valdez Scantling getting behind the defense for fifty on one play. Getting behind the defense one time on this secondary, I see. I could see Travis Kelsey ten for a buck twenty. Mahomes will spread the ball around. It's the same way we when and at this point I can I can find to compare it this way. It's the same way when we watch the Patriots, the Patriots had a bunch of eh level guys, but when you had Tom Brady, you're okay. Okay, Chris Hogan can put up the same stats as Julio Jones in uh AFC Championship game. Like that's what that's the kind of thing. And I think Mahomes is at that kind of level to where these guys, especially in the I gotta give the you bye week, can get to the
0: big big difference though, don't get me wrong, Kelsey's elite. But we had goddamn Shaq at tight end for all those years. That made everyone's okay. job, Edelman, okay. Hogan, actually, whoever, so actually, Brandon McFell, all them, made their jobs a lot easier. Which don't get me wrong, Kelsey's Kelsey's that dude, but he's been is, pretty. Is Rob Gronkowski a better year? tight
1: end than uh Travis Kelsey? All time, just <laughs> one. I I want it. Come on, Thank you know you. where I stand. <laughs> Thank you. You know where <laughs> I stand. Thank you. So, I so, I just need to. Me, I'll I just it. keep hearing like it. Travis Kelsey's the best off time. Blah blah blah. blah. I need to
0: go. Gronk on. highlights are fake. They're not. They don't even. They don't even compute. It would be like what LeBron James would be a tight end, basically. Uh, maybe not as LeBron would probably be faster, but I mean Gronk. Gronk, come on, man. Uh, I'll take it a step further. That tight end that uh might have caught bodies and then killed himself, him. I might take prime Aaron Hernandez over Kelsey. I thought before I thought before Aaron Hernandez did his Let's thing. Let's just end the show. Hey hey hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hold up hold up hold up. I thought before Aaron Hernandez did his thing, I thought they had the one and two tight ends in the league. I thought they had the one and two tight ends in the league. Absolutely, Hernandez was I.
1: 100% agree I think there are top there was one <laughs> There was one definitive in top five one in top five. comes back and agrees no 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 I agree with the fact that Aaron Hernandez at that time was definitely easily a top Number five two. I do not agree
0: Travis Travis Kelsey Travis Kelsey let me say let me say this let me let me continue Hernandez we were running plays for Hernandez out of the backfield where do you see that with tight ends? Like we used Hernandez as a receiver, Versi- tight versatile, end, back, sure. He could block. Hold on, but then his career was cut short due to murder, due to gang activity. So we didn't even get to see Hernandez peak. So, so all right, you're right, you're right. It's crazy to say that, but I am saying if Hernandez continued his career, then you got something there. Then that's okay, an argument. So, Maybe so I you- just want to step out on the ledge a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Like, so but Hernandez, I mean, don't get me wrong, Hernandez. <laughs> I, I jumped off the ledge, but right player for player, player for player, Hernandez what he was versus Kelsey at their peak.
1: Okay, so here it's
0: probably closer than what you think. It's okay. closer than what you think. Is Debo better than
1: is Debo better than Justin Jefferson?
0: No. no 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 Debo
1: run comes out of the backfield and runs Debo Debo is a better blocker than Justin Jefferson he's a more versatile player For sure he is but not my, better my, than Justin my, Jefferson what I show. would say
0: also though is we're not even close to what Debo's peak is yet I feel like Debo's not healthy enough to where we can see that either whereas Justin Jefferson pretty immediately was elite whereas yeah. Debo's still emerging whereas Hernandez was right at that point where he was about to really like Ascended to his career, and he said, "Guess what? I'm about that gang life, not that, not the past body culture.
1: After body after body, I'm shape- shit Sorry, that was a little battle rep line. But um, <laughs> you know, so here's the thing. Um, look
0: how <laughs> look how we went from the Eagles Chiefs instantly into a Hernandez Kelsey. I like I like it. So, oh shit, right, this is it.
1: getting clipped. Love. Absolutely, this will be clipped, and this is the last thing we're saying before the game because we got a couple minutes left. But." You're right, and Debo was at that point. I think Debo was at the same point Aaron Hernandez was, but you know what happened? They got Christian McCaffrey, so I don't think you're ever going to see it with Debo, unfortunately. It was basically like how we like we felt with a lot of some players, I like when um, KD, when he obviously went to the Warriors, were like, oh, KD might be poised for his best season ever. Like, completely different, like a void of anybody, and then they are like, okay, cool. Or Steph is cool for that. And then just that happened. But, okay, that was... <laughs> I was not expecting that one. I agree. I think Gronk's better than Travis Kelsey. I want to hear none of that. I don't care. You can bring me all the... He always got more thousand yard seasons, blah, blah, blah. If you're having one game for your life, you tell me what tight end you'd have. You want the better blocking tight end. You want the better clutch tight end. You want the better winner. You want you want Gronk's Rocks. the answer. You want Gronk's all the Brock way the does. answer.
0: I would just say to everyone who thinks what I said was crazy. Yeah, it does sound crazy, but go <laughs> watch some Aaron Hernandez <laughs> cause highlights. Cause it's not like he was just a run of the mill tight end here. Aaron Hernandez was on his way to being a special tight end. Like that's the truth. That's absolutely oh, the truth, and it, it's scary. You think you think the shit was scary with how the league went without Aaron Hernandez. It's even scarier if they keep Aaron Hernandez, and that whole Gronk Hernandez train keeps running. I mean, there's have, years after that where Gronk gets injured, we still make it to the Super Bowl, we have, and we have nine. you know, not as effective. But
1: Brady has nine. They they beat the Broncos, and they beat that they beat the Broncos. They beat that Panthers team. They have nine. Let me do a full I, rephrase I of the I, statement
0: I, here. If Hernandez never catches bodies, Hernandez never murders people, never shoots homeboy's eye out, right? Then Hernandez Kelsey becomes a true argument. Because so we would have had like, I don't want to say 14 years of Hernandez, because at some point the gang life would have caught up to him. So maybe we get nine seasons of him, you know, catching bodies, catching touchdown patches, patches, passes. And uh you know, <laughs> he was catching there. patches of eyes because he was popping around yeah, right. and putting them on the windowsill.
1: Like he was catching eyes. But he could have been catching passes, but instead was catching bodies. So but yeah, Tim, I'm sorry you have to deal with two Patriots fans here, but no, they're absolutely Yeah, we literally got absolutely. like three and a half
0: minutes in the Chiefs Eagles talk before we somehow got sidetracked into but okay so back to it back Into a Kyle' to hot it. take uh, that was unnecessary
1: chiefs over eagles 30 to 22 when people see this they'll know if i'm right on the money if i'm wrong completely wrong tim has an eagles convincing win and kyle has an eagles win here it's about a couple minutes from game time so we're heading out I'm, I'm putting a stamp on it now. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, better than Travis Kelce. I'm just kidding. But this was the Warner Brothers podcast.
0: I'm catch us on live kidding. take after the game. Oh, yeah. Catch us on live take after the game.
1: Okay. Eagles Chiefs reaction show. T- I guess we're doing after the game. Okay. I- I catch us. So when you're seeing is catch us on live take for reaction to the game because you guys probably won't see this until after it's done but regardless live take castro keenan warner you got uh instagram you've got tiktok you've got youtube warner brothers podcast timmy as always appreciate you coming on dropping your wisdom your knowledge keeping us in line warner brothers podcast featuring timmy we're out